You're listening to the newest episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life, with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 53rd episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. Today is our last episode this season about parenting, and I want to talk to you about the joys and challenges of grandparenting. I plan to start with the joys, follow that up with challenges, and end with more joy. Grandparenting is the greatest gig in the world under certain conditions. I've never had the feeling I had the first time I held my grandchild in my arms, before or since, and I've thought a lot about what made that moment so special. I remember when my firstborn child was placed into my arms, and I experienced two strong emotions, love and terror. I was naturally in love with the beautiful baby boy I had carried in my body and given birth to, but I was also extremely aware of the awesome responsibility of raising this baby into a responsible adult, and I wasn't even sure I could put on a diaper right. I had all these concerns. Would he eat right? Was I good enough to be able to guide him in his moral development? Would I totally screw him up? I didn't know. But when I held my first grandbaby in my arms, it was the purest feeling of love I've ever experienced. All the love, none of the fear. I didn't feel responsible for his growth, safety, and well-being. Certainly, I'd be willing to do my part, but it clearly wasn't my job. The only job I had was to show him I was clearly up to the task. This is the experience you get to have when your grandbaby is born healthy, when your child and their co-parent are reasonably competent, when you and the baby's parents get along, when you don't have to fill the role of parent figure to your grandchild. In short, when all the stars align and all is as it should be. However, being a grandparent under other than those circumstances can be wonderful, but brutal at the same time. When looking at life situations through the eyes of mental freedom, you are looking to take responsibility for anything you caused, while at the same time being as response-able as you can to improve the situation whether or not you were responsible for it. What if your grandchild is unwell? How do you grandparent a sick infant, one who is born unwell, addicted to drugs or alcohol, born with a genetic disease or deformity, born with an abnormality that will make their lives challenging and possibly even cause their death prematurely. This is a child who will need their grandparents even more. Little is as heartbreaking as a child who's suffering, particularly when it's because of nothing they did. An infant is not responsible for whatever medical or developmental challenges they may be experiencing. These children will need the love of their grandparents more than most. Their parents will need your support in terms of possibly time, money, and reassurances. Are you responsible for this? No. But are you responsible? Yes. Being responsible means you are able to engage in a response. Your response might help, hurt, or have no effect on the situation at all. Everyone in every situation is doing the best they can to get what they want. You the parents, medical professionals, siblings, virtually everyone. You need to take inventory of who you are, who you want to be, how you want to show up in this situation, and then do the best you can. 
This might take the form of babysitting, keeping track of medical appointments, cooking, grocery shopping, laundry, prayer, and moral support for some examples. Another example is grandparenting when you disapprove of how your grandchildren are being parented. Whether it's your child or your child's co-parent you disapprove of, this can put you in a contentious situation. You love your grandbabies and you want the best for them and you believe either the parents are too hard or too permissive and you want to add your two cents into the mix. How you expressing your opinion goes will depend on the strength of your relationship with the child's parents and their willingness to listen to your feedback. No one likes criticism and parenting is a particular skill set people are defensive of. It's important when you're the grandparent that you only provide feedback when asked or if you gain their permission first. Often your feedback will be perceived as criticism. If that happens, you'll be wasting your breath. Those parents won't be listening, let alone and acting any of your suggestions. It's different when you have permission. They have either asked your opinion or you've secured their willingness to at least listen to what you have to say. I'm remembering a time my son told me he and his wife were having a conversation and he asked, you know what the difference is between your mom and mine? And she said, what? He said, your mom tells us what to do. My mom makes suggestions. I was so proud in that moment that he recognized the difference and that I was actually living up to my values of not trying to control my children's parenting behavior. Try to remember, you had the chance to raise your own children. Now it's their turn. Of course, if the child's safety is in danger, you may have to get involved in a whole different level. A third situation is where grandparenting can be seriously painful if you have an estranged relationship with one of the parents who restrict your access to your grandchildren. It's called grandparent alienation. This can be caused by a disturbance in your relationship, stopping by without permission, being overbearing and controlling, or just being rude and even mean to one or both of your child's parents. You may not even be aware of the behavior that's a problem. It's important to remember that there's no legal standing for grandparents. If you want to have a meaningful relationship with your grandchildren, you may have to take a good look in the mirror to evaluate what part you have played in this situation and do whatever's possible to rectify it. Even if you don't like your child's choice of partner, you must learn to keep those feelings to yourself. Swallow your pride and remember this is your child's life to choose to do with it whatever they wish with whomever they wish. If you get into conflict with your child or their partner, they hold all the power. They can cut you right out of their lives and consequently out of the lives of your grandchildren. If you don't want that to happen, be sure to play nice with their parents, even if it's difficult. Sometimes in this fourth situation, grandparenting can be painful because of unknown, unclear, or mismatched expectations. For example, a person may marry someone with grandchildren already and become an overnight grandparent, having no idea how to be in relationship with their grandchildren. It's possible expectations are unclear in terms of one day one thing is expected and at a different time something else is expected entirely. Perhaps you're not welcome at their home on the weekends, but when the parents want to go on vacation, all of a sudden you're asked to spend the weekend. 
Mismatched expectations happen when a parent or grandchild wants something from the grandparent that the grandparent isn't willing to give, or the other way around, and the grandparent wants something from the child or parent that they aren't willing to give. As your challenge relates to expectations, it's important to eliminate your expectations of others. Unmet expectations cause a lot of pain in relationships. I love the quote by Kyle Cease that says, no one's ever broken your heart. They've broken your expectations, which in essence means you've broken your own darn heart. If you're the one with the unmet expectations, check yourself. Ask yourself if you can just accept what your grandchild and their parents are willing to give. Accepting is great, but you might even be able to get to appreciate what you're getting when you learn to look for the glow, the gifts, lessons, opportunities, and wisdom in the painful situation. It's always there. You just need to realize that and keep searching until you find it. Being a grandparent can be challenging when your child is not prepared for the financial responsibility of parenting and comes to you for support. This is the fifth situation. It's fine if you can easily provide it, but many grandparents are reaching into their retirement accounts to help their children manage their own financial responsibilities. As painful as it may be, if this is your situation and you're putting your own future financial security at risk, you may need to have a serious conversation with your child about your future ability to help. And this sixth situation is extremely challenging when you're a grandparent who's been called upon to take custody of your grandchildren. It robs you from the carefree joys of grandparenting and instead launches you back into a parental role something you thought you were done with. Some parents may view this as a second chance to redo parenting, knowing now what you wished you knew then, but most find it quite taxing and stressful. Children of every generation have different challenges, and grandparents often don't have the stamina or the understanding in reserve to be the sole caregivers to their grandchildren. But that's the thing about grandparents. If called to service, they'll find a way to do it, no matter the consequences to themselves. Under the best circumstances, this will be challenging, but it can also be wonderful. If you made the commitment to be the custodial parent to your grandchild, this is a great time to look for the glow. There will be multiple gifts, lessons, opportunities, and wisdom for you to notice. If you're finding this living arrangement is not something you can do indefinitely, you may be looking at creating boundaries. It will be painful, but it may be necessary because of health or financial reasons. For those of you who are about to enjoy all the joys of grandparenting, here is some of the glow, the gifts, lessons, opportunities, and wisdom that I've discovered as a grandmother of eight. One, grandchildren are the sweet prize we get for raising our own kids. Two, You can recreate a sense of wonder with the world, seeing it through the eyes of your grandchildren. Three, you can rediscover the world all over again. Four, having a grandchild allows you to experience the purest form of unconditional love. You love that child without restriction, and if you're lucky, that unconditional love will be returned to you. Five, One of the lessons is that you get a do-over on all the mistakes you believe you made as a parent. You remember not everything is a crisis, and it's so much easier to say yes than it is to say no.
Six, being a grandparent can help you be more present with your grandchildren. Really being with them will require you be focused in the here and now. There will be no energy for regrets over the past or worry about the future. There is just this moment, and this moment is good. 7. Having a grandchild gives you the opportunity to develop your patience to a higher degree. If you were like me, I didn't have patience for my children that I've developed with my grandchildren. I'm actually grandparenting the way I wished I had parented. 8. Being a grandparent provides the opportunity to support and encourage your child and their co-parent. Once you get used to it, being a bit player in a supportive role can feel incredibly good. 9. When you have grandchildren, you have an excuse to play and watch Disney movies again. Who said fun was over? Just follow your grandchildren's lead and they'll show you the way. And 10. Being a grandparent allows you to engage your creativity in ways you may not have had the opportunity as a parent. And finally, wisdom is a very personal thing, and it talks about how you've been changed through the privilege of grandparenting. This is very personal. For me, I've been changed remarkably. I have a great appreciation for my sons and their wives. I feel younger for having grandchildren, and I live to bring a smile to their faces. And I forgot to mention the hugs that you get from your grandchildren are some of the best hugs you'll ever get. Children hug with their whole bodies. I love when I come to the house and they jump up to say hello, and I catch them, and they wrap their arms around my neck and their legs around my waist and give me a big squeeze. My oldest son once said to me, you make my children feel like they're so special. And my answer was, because they are. If you're struggling in your relationship with your grandchildren or children, mental freedom coaching can really help. You may not be able to change your child or your situation, but when you apply the concepts of mental freedom to your own life, you will be free from fear, anxiety, anger, and depression. Work on changing yourself first, and then see how those changes affect your relationships. The link for coaching is in the show notes. You just finished listening to an episode on the Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at the Relationship Center on Instagram or Facebook. I hope you'll join me next week when I'll be changing topics to self-discovery and interviewing coach Dick Goldberg about 10 secrets of being liked by almost everyone. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at www therelationshipcenter.biz forward slash podcast and remember to subscribe.